Hello, everyone. I'm here with Ron from a really, really innovative company called Kidas. Now, Ron, first of all, where are you right now? Where are you located? And I want you to tell me about your company, how it started, uh, a little bit about yourself. Yeah, for sure. First of all, great to be here. So I'm I'm originally from, from Israel, but currently in the New York uh, City area. And we want to make sure that it's actually family safe, it's uh, suitable for, for those kids, and they have good experience. We don't want them to, to live those games. And I actually talked with a lot of kids who suffer from those uh, scenarios. They were bullied, they were scammed in those games, and they just live the games. And so we're hoping to create a, a win-win uh, situation for everyone, for the kids who can play in a safe way, for parents who feel more confident to, to let their kids play, and for gaming companies who would not leave the... Uh, those uh, would have those kids, uh, those kids would not leave their platforms and, and for society overall, uh, protecting those kids. That's really, that's really cool because you, I guess as adults, we don't really think about this, but you know, kids, kids get bullied all the time. And if, if kids are, if you said 90% of what, of, 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 of male kids are playing games, you know, stuff like this are going to happen all the time. So it's really good that you're, that you're thinking about that now. Okay. So how do you, so tell me about the company. How do you prevent? How do you prevent, or how do you analyze, or you know, see if there if there's bullying going on? How do you how do you stop the bullying? Yeah. So so what what we do is we analyze the voice conversation within the game, and but we don't treat it independently. So basically, we also connect to the games to understand if something is happening within the game that may affect the voice. So for example, if someone tells you, "I'm going to kill you." And if we know that you play Fortnite and someone is actually shooting <laughs> at you, uh, we're not going to alert you because we know it's part of the game. And um, exactly. by using, by connecting to the game, and we currently support more than 200 games, uh, and analyzing the voice conversation, we can understand and conclude if it's a, a real scam, bullying, or it's something related to the game. Because, you know, those games could be really aggressive and we, yeah. you know, for the older kids, we don't want to alert parents or gaming companies every time someone is you know, it's trash talking a little bit as long as it's not too bad. And so that's how we do that. We we analyze the voice, we connect to the game, we understand the feelings of the uh, of the players based on the voice. And we understand, we use some of the metadata, some of the events that happen within the game and, and we can uh, conclude what is happening within the game. And just a few months ago, we actually announced a partnership with a a pretty big Israeli gaming company called Overwolf, um, and they create technology that allows developers to connect to, to events from the games. Um, and with their support, they also invested in Kiras, and we will be able to support more than 9,000 games, which is wow. huge for us. It means that we're going to support all of the most popular games out there, and much more, many more than the 200 that we currently support. That's amazing. So this is this is a big breakthrough right now. That's, that's, that's huge for you guys. Wow. Now, I'm just curious, how did you how did you come up with this idea? Where did this come from? Like, this sounds like a big issue, but maybe no one really cared, no one realized what got you to like say, I want to I want to try to help this situation. Yeah, so I think for me, it all started in business school. I moved to the U.S. to attend business school. I went to UPenn, and and while I was there, I read an article about a girl who was sexually assaulted by someone she met online, and so I said. That's, that's that we have to find a solution for those cases because you read and hear about so many of those cases. So I talked with my friends from 
from my previous career from the military, the Israeli military, the IDF. And we said, okay, we, we know how to develop this technology. Let, let's, let's figure out, let's create an app that solves those solutions, so those, uh, those problems. And while we did that, we created an MVP, a minimal valuable product, and, and we let uh, parents test it, play with it, uh, install it on their kids' devices. And initially it was based for social media. Um, and as we started to gather the data, uh, parents told us, listen, it's nice that you can monitor Instagram or maybe Snapchat and, and Android devices and iPhone, but we actually need it on our kids' gaming devices. They play Fortnite all day long. They play Minecraft. They play Roblox. And, and they talk with a lot of players in, in, those, in those games. So, And we actually don't know. Like We didn't grow up playing online multiplayer gaming. And so can you support those type of games? And we say, okay, let, let's add something. Let's add. So we started by adding Minecraft and Roblox and, and Fortnite. And, and then we realized, okay, there is a bigger issue actually in gaming. And since a lot of us are gamers ourselves, we understood, remember the time that we were, you know, uh, suffer from, you know, curse words and suffer from trash talking, playing Call of Duty and some other games. We said, okay, let's focus on gaming. That's the bigger problem that's the, the biggest value proposition that we can provide to parents and so that brought us from from social media to gaming and that's what we're focusing on right now amazing so obviously it didn't start off with games it started off with social media which makes sense because people definitely get bullied on social media it's probably more adults but you know it's still bullying in some way the problem is kids can't really defend themselves so well so going to gaming really makes sense wow and yeah and people and you, we know people spend they can spend hours and hours on games all day. They play their on their games, so it's very yeah. It, it's it's crazy that you know that the average kidas gamer spends between two to three hours a day playing. So on average, so it, it doesn't mean that it actually happens every day. Sometimes they play a lot more in you know during the weekend. And um, but the average kidas gamer play between two to three hours a day. Uh, that's a lot. That's that's almost like a part time job. That's yeah, that is. Now, so let's say so three years ago, two three years ago, we had this idea. What were the stages like? So, what did you do? You created. What did you create? You created an algorithm. What did you? What did you? How did you start off? And how did it get to where it is right now, where it actually works? Yeah, I think I think our biggest mistake right from the beginning is that we we started with creating the technology before we talked with users. We created wow. the technology uh, and then we tested with users and then we realized okay, we spent so much time building the technology um, for social media, but actually parents want it for, for gaming. So the next thing that we've done after we figure out that, okay, we need it for gaming, said, okay, let's talk with parents. Let's, inter let's interview dozens of parents. Let's talk, let's talk with kids. So we did customer interviews with parents, with kids, focus groups, to understand the need, to understand what would be considered by kids, okay, not too invading their privacy um, and that's why we decided to, to focus on gaming and um, kids feel like what what happens in on, on gaming platforms is not really private information because a lot of those conversations are actually streamed or recorded and um, so they don't feel like it's a private it's private information so so they're uh, more likely to accept the fact that parents are installing some software that alert the parents about those situations in social media, it's a little bit different from the focus groups that we had um, with kids. They feel 
that social media is a little bit more private. It's it's a little bit more sensitive, and that's why we decided to focus on on gaming. It's still a huge problem, and um, but uh, we get less resistance from from kids uh, when the parents uh, install the software on their kids' devices. So it's so the parents install a software on the devices, and if 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 it detects bullying, it alerts the parents. How does it work? Yeah, so it's pretty easy. So parents go to our website, getkidas.com, and they fill out a, a very short form, and then they download the software to their kids' uh, PC. And once they install it, we automatically, in the background, connect to more than 200 games, whatever is installed on the specific PC, and, and then st parents start receiving alerts. So when we detect something, we send them an email, and they get it straight to their inbox, and, and we alert them about situations. And so far, um, it, about one one third of the parents who install our software got an alert within the, the first month. And sometimes it's something minor, and sometimes sometimes it's much much more serious. So we have a, basically a color code for uh, for the alerts that we send. Um, red it means that it's an immediate alert. You need to do something about the situation right now. Uh, in red cases, we had kids sharing their parents' social security number, for example, because someone told them, listen, go to your mom's purse and send me the social security number and I'll send you some V-Bucks, which is the uh, mm -hmm. Fortnite uh, money. Uh, in other cases, we had orange alerts. Orange alerts means that kids share some information that they shouldn't be sharing or uh, they were bullied and parents need to deal with it, but it's not an, an immediate thing. So parents can wait. They don't have to leave their work right now and deal with it. They can wait until the end of the day to deal with that. And in some other cases, we have yellow alerts. Yellow alerts mean uh, that if something is happening, uh, it doesn't necessarily negative, but it's something that parents should be uh, aware of. So something changes the behavior of their kid while they're playing. Maybe their kid is playing way more. Maybe their kid is playing way less. Something changes the behavior. And it's a red flag, something that they should be aware of, not necessarily talk with their kid or talk with law enforcement or something like that, but something that they should uh, keep uh, on their mind. So if if there's a problem with bullying, let's say a kid's being bullied, right? He's being, let's say people are taking advantage of him. What, what, what repercussions can happen to the other user, right? Can they get shut down? Do you alert the game, the game itself? Well, like, how do you, how do you, how, how does like, how do you deal with that? Yeah, you know, it, it's a very sensitive uh, situation to be in because yeah. at the beginning, you, you asked me about the early days. And in the early days, we, we sent parent alerts and they emailed us, okay, well, what do I do with the information? Exactly. Do I call the gaming company? Do I need to call 911? What, what, what do I do with the information? So one of the things that we realized is that we, we need to provide parents with recommendations on how to deal with the situation. Mm -hmm. So what we've done is we partnered with child psychologists and child psychiatrists, and they're actually experts in child bullying and child aggression. And their daytime job is, is actually working for the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. They have one of the biggest bullying and aggression research departments in, in the US. And, but they advise us on how to deal with those situations. So we basically created um, personalized recommendations for parents. So based on the situation that your kid went through, you're going to get a personal recommendation. It's not personalized but we, we have a, a you know a, about an about a hundred uh, types of uh, recommendations that we we send and based on the based on the situation 
we send parents the uh, the right recommendation for their situation. Uh, it could be maybe you should call law enforcement. Maybe you should uh, explain to your kid how to block the specific player on the specific game. And maybe you should change your credit card number because you your child you know share the number with with other gamers. Or maybe you should just talk with your child about um, what is sensitive information and what are some details that he or she shouldn't share online. Um, it all starts with discussions. We we believe in you know open conversation between parents and their kids, and we don't believe that you know parents should hide the fact that the kid has is installed on their kids' gaming devices. That's really interesting. Now the fact that you said that within a month, a third of the parents got alerted with some type of alert. That means that this problem is very real, very real. Yeah, and it makes sense. You, you you I mean kids are playing games and they have you know someone's trying to get the guy's credit card their social security number you know people will take advantage of you anywhere you go and especially they have access to the, the kids are playing the games they they interact with you can interact with people all day with on the games so yeah there's definitely this is definitely very important okay so now just tell me a little so tell me a little about the company itself like so how many how many employees do you have is it is are there still employees in Israel or are they all in America how does that work? Yeah, so so basically our R&D team is based in, in Israel. So all of the, the product development is, is done in Israel. Uh, in the US, um, we have marketing and, and we have a little uh, one researcher that, that works with us in, in the US full time. Um, so mostly it's marketing and, and the business side is, is based in the US and, and most of the product development and the design is done in Israel. We're currently in nine people. Fully distributed team, so we, we don't have an office. Um, some of the people work from WeWork together. Some of them work from home. Um, but it's basically, uh, you know, the employee's choice uh, to decide, do I work from a WeWork? Do I work from home? Do I prefer coming to the world? We work maybe uh, twice a week. And we leave it open for, for employees to decide. Nice. For, for a company like this, it doesn't. you don't need that many employees. You just need to be focused. So that makes sense. So how do you guys make money? Do you, you charge for you charge the parents to install it into their kids' game? How does it work? Yeah, we charge parents. We first of all, we, we don't sell any of the of the data like some other companies do. We don't believe in it. We believe that you know children's information should be kept private and secured. And we, we make money by charging parents for our service. And so parents pay six dollars a month per device if they have one gaming device, they pay $6 a month. If they have two, they pay uh, 12. Um, and we charge parents a, a monthly subscription fee. And uh, you know, um, our subscription fee uh, is more affordable than, you know, a Netflix or a Hulu package. And I think for, you know, for, for making sure that your child is secure while they play and they play a lot, uh, it's definitely worth the price. 100%, first of all, I would, I would think that parents would be, just would wanna know What's going on with their kids? They're playing games all day. I just want to make sure that they're they're healthy. You know, at least there's not bad stuff going on. So to pay to pay a few dollars a month to have that peace of mind. And if God forbid something happens, you know, like something is going on, and they see, they can give their social security number or their credit card or their or their address. So for sure, you you're doing a service for everyone. Now, wow. So how long has how long has the, this subscription been out? Like how long how long when did you launch? Okay. Yeah, we, we, we initially launched uh, with the social media um, product. 
and, and then we had to shut it down because we decided to, that was in 2020, the end of 2020. And, and then we, we launched the gaming product and we had a lot of pivots along the way. So we started with an Xbox product and that was actually a physical product. It was some kind of an electrical dongle that you connect to your child Xbox and can monitor all of the voice conversations. And then we realized that we want to focus on PC gaming because mm. most of the heavy gamers actually use PC. Really? So we put, yeah, we pivoted to, to PC gaming and now it's a software that you, you download. So we've been live for the last uh, eight to nine months uh, with our current product. And before that, we, we had the Xbox product. And before that, we had the social media monitoring product gotcha. app for iPhone. Now, do you, do you ever envision um, yourself making a product for, let's say, I mean, there there's definitely a lot of people playing um, Xbox, PS4, PS5, whatever it is, like all these types of games and social media itself. Do you ever envision yourself making the product or another product for these for these also, these devices? Yeah, for sure. We, we decided to start with PC gaming because most of the heavy gamers that play, you know, on PC um, and it also technically it was easier to integrate to PC games. But the next step and that since we already had the product of the Xbox, we want to expand to Xbox, we want to expand to Sony PlayStation, it's on the Switch, all of those platforms for sure. We want to be gaming focused and actually we also work with some of the biggest gaming companies in the world and we just started to work with top 10 gaming company to integrate our technology into their servers so oh. and the gaming company itself wants wants to know if an online predator if a scammer is using the voice chat and to you know to do things that they shouldn't do and you know it's i think it's pretty famous case that actually some some terrorists, I think it was six or seven years ago, in Europe actually used the PlayStation network to communicate with each other because they knew no one would think about it and no one monitors those those uh, conversations. And so we want to make sure so we want to make sure that we're detecting those kind of stuff uh, for parents and for gaming companies. So you so you so it could be integrated straight straight from the gaming company into their games and they can monitor it themselves. And they could shut it down without even kids even knowing. Like if something starts, they can shut it down right away if they you know, yeah. if, they're, if they're on top of it. Interesting. That that would actually be the best result for for everyone, where the gaming companies are on top of what's happening with their own games, if they wanted to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We believe that you know the gaming companies should have access to our technology, but we also believe that parents should have access to our technology. We believe in a world in which you know parents and users have access to their data and that's why we 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 want to integrate our technology into gaming companies and into their servers but we also want to have users that can get access to their own data and decide what they want to do we had a lot of cases in which you know big companies you know social media companies and decided to do things that are you know morally debatable exactly. and we want to make sure that parents and users have access to their own data uh, while you know, gaming companies also have access and can leverage our technology to protect their users. First of all, it's definitely better to have both sides working on it because you just prevent more of this bad stuff from happening. So it's definitely better for everyone to be involved because you know you want your kids to be safe. Interesting. Now, is there an age group that you guys focus on? Because you said kids. What what about like a twenty? What about like a someone in their twenties? Right? Mm -hmm. They can. 
they can get scammed too. People, old people get scammed also. Like, do you guys, so I, go, I know you guys focus on kids, but what about someone older? Could they, I don't know, what would you do with them? Yeah, so for sure, we, our current target age is actually eight to 14 um, for kids. And it doesn't mean that like if, if your child is 15, you cannot use your our product, or if your child is seven, you can't use, but that's our target age. We, we understand that usually at the age of eight or nine, kids start to play online multiplayer video games. Before that, they do play those games, but they do not communicate with other players. Usually at around the age of eight or nine, they start communicating with other players. And at about the age of 14, 15, they become sophisticated enough to deal with those situations. They would not share their parents' social security number. It's harder to scam them. And, and our basically the best case scenario for us is a parent who installed our software when their child is eight. And, and then after six or seven years, the child can graduate from having the software installed because you know they already know how to deal with those situations. They they you know mature enough to to deal with that. And their parents already know that they, you know, got a few alerts in the past. They had a few tough conversations and they're now educated and know how to deal with difficult situations. Basically, yeah. the same as you, you know, you start driving. At the beginning, yeah. you, you don't drive by yourself. You have someone right next to you. And, and once you're, you know, old enough, once you gain a, a little bit more experience, then you can, you know, drive by yourself. Makes sense. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I mean, we're really focused on just, basic you know in the beginning basic stuff where they don't share information that could be harmful to themselves or to their parents or their family so that that that's the first step that makes sense yeah yeah and, and the, the biggest the biggest problem i have to say is, is the snowball effect so sometimes kids share sometime something that they don't want to share maybe they share a photo maybe they share some piece of information and, and then the other side starts, you know, using this piece of information and to extort more information from them, telling them if you don't share this specific information, if you don't share your home address, or maybe if you don't share your parents' credit card number, I'm going to reveal this information. I'm going to send a message to your parents telling them that you you share this information that you, should, you shouldn't share and so on. And once they, they get into the snowball effect, usually they're too embarrassed to admit it in front of their parents or to ask for help. And that's why we're there to to recommend them how to to deal with those situation, uh, how to treat those uh, cases. Gotcha. Now we're we're talking about a we're talking about a market of what hundreds of millions of people. Well, how many people? I'm thinking. How, what are the numbers? How many? How many? How many kids are playing games? You said most kids are playing games at some point. So what are the numbers here? How many? How many? Like globally, or even, or just in the U.S. But what are we talking about here? Yeah. Yeah. So in. in in, in the U.S., we're talking about uh, more than 30 million kids uh, who are in the target age range and who are playing those games. And most of the boys, as I said, are playing those games. But actually, a lot of the girls are playing as well. So um, 70, 78% of the kids in the U.S., boys or girls, uh, play video games. 90% of the, the boys, but also uh, a big percentage of the girls um, are playing uh, those games. And if we're talking about industry-wise, the gaming industry is a booming industry. So it's growing massively. We're talking about hundreds of billions of dollars. And, and most of the games out there have, have some kind of online communication between the players. Sometimes we're talking about voice communication. Sometimes we're talking about uh, text communication that we uh, support as well. And, and once you know all of it 
moves to, to the metaverse and we all communicating in the metaverse, um, our technology support those cases as well. Um, yeah. If you're running a live show in the metaverse and you want to make sure that your participants are safe, uh, you can use our technology as well. We can connect to the metaverse, get the relevant events and, and metadata and, and also protect the uh, participants on the metaverse. So while we're supporting gaming now, um, our biggest vision is basically to support everything that is that runs, you know, in gaming in the metaverse, everything online that contains voice communication. That that first of all, that's the future. The future is everything's everything's already online, but everything's gonna be more and more and more online. And you said kids are spending two to three hours a day on PC. They may be on, they may be in school online. They may be in school with a headset. That that could that could be the future. You don't know. So yeah, this is definitely relevant. No, it's needed actually. This is very important to make sure the kids are kept safe and the parents know that they're that they will get an alert if something like this, something if something's going wrong. So I think I think I think this is this is amazing. You guys created something really like really revolutionary, really, really something that's really needed. It's really thank, cool. thank you for that. And and also if you know for the metaverse, uh, I know that a lot of companies are trying to create them, you know. The metaverse, I know that Meta is trying uh, to create their own product, a lot of gaming companies. And, and you know, when those companies create their metaverse, they, they let, you know, alpha users try those products. And one, one of the journalists uh, who was one of the first uh, users to try uh, the Meta product uh, was actually sexually uh, harassed while using the product for the first time. You know, it was a closed group, probably like eight or 10 people, I don't remember, the exact number uh, and she was already sexually harassed while using the platform so definitely you know definitely needed products for for the metaverse as well yeah wow so i i was going to ask you what 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 do you think the future is for your company i mean i i see it as just being everywhere all over the internet which is basically everything metaverse gaming social media right what do you think what's your vision yeah, yeah, we we believe in the future of voice. We think that you know the future is in voice and video, and and we want to be um, the security, the safe partner for all gaming and, and live events in, in those spaces. So we want to understand what is happening in those cases and alert parents and gaming companies and, and other companies about uh, dangerous situations for their users and for their customers. And we do believe that voice and video is contact dependent so you cannot just analyze the voice without understanding what is happening in the game or what is happening in the event and you have to make sure that you understand and connect what is happening and within those platforms and once you have enough information analyze it and understand what is happening and alert the relevant um, the participants or the relevant companies so we think that the future is the, of the companies uh, specifically in voice communication in gaming and then also in the metaverse. We think that the gaming the gaming industry will be the leading factor and the leading um, you know um, the leading industry to um, to push the, the metaverse forward and, and we want to be there when the gaming company the gaming company start the metaverse and you know and make the metaverse uh, safe for for all participants. I I, I couldn't I couldn't agree with you more. I you're you're doing you're doing really good work. I mean you're you're it's amazing to be able to do work, make money hopefully, and also help people, which is exactly what you're doing. You're helping 
you're helping parents, you're helping the kids themselves, and you'll be helping a lot of people in the future because yeah, everything, the metaverse will happen. Of course, no one knows how big, whatever, whatever, but it's happening. You know, people are putting money into it and time into it. It's going to happen. And you know, you guys will be there. You guys are there already. You guys will be going right, go right into it. So I'm very excited to see where Kidas goes and you guys, you guys are, you guys are going places. It's really cool. Thanks. Thanks. Well, thank, thank you for coming on. Thank you for explaining your company. And hopefully one day we'll be able to speak to you guys again. You guys will be massive, massive company. You're already big. You know, you're getting, I'm very excited for the the 9,000 new games you guys are getting, but I know you guys are going to be way bigger than this, which is very cool. And we're going to, we're going to keep tabs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Thank you for, you know, for, for having me and would be happy, you know, to catch up. And again, once we, we have more updates and, you know, and letting you know about more cases that we prevented uh, because we, yeah. we think it's we think it's important and we, we really take pride in, in what we do. And that's yeah, part of the that's part of the business. Thank you.